This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story is that the Drive Time News Blast is making a couple of changes. First of all, we have great news, which is we are going to offer a subscription so that for $5 a month, you can get 15 extra minutes of the Drive Time News Blast every single day. So normally it's 30 minutes. You get another 15 minutes of news of the day up to the minute as usual. And we're also introducing some sponsorships. So we're going to read some ads. Thank you very much for the people who will support us. If you want to put an ad on this show, you can email at us at the propaganda report podcast at gmail.com. And we're doing it for, well, we've wanted to kind of expand the offerings, but also since the mainstream media will not carry this material, we have no other source of income. And since we all have to work from home, believe it or not, that can cause some increased expenses, especially for a mom like me who has a, a son who needs one-on-one supervision for online schooling, which he insists is just for regular kids and is adamant that it does not apply to him. So they've got some behavior issues, too, here in the Perez household. <laughs> Anyway, so I think it's all a positive thing. I think people are going to love it. Even the ads are going to be fun, Binkley. So I'm looking forward to that. I, think so. I really do. I think we can make that fun. So there is actual broader news headlines of broader interest, as you can imagine. The thing I just saw flit across my screen is that the Olympics, Summer Olympics in Japan and Tokyo, have been suspended. Wow. Let's say. Mm hmm. This goes with my hashtag. I have a couple of great hashtags out there right now, which, of course, never get picked up. Like, hashtag it will take a Republican should be the most trending hashtag every day of all time. And you can't even get it to, like, autocorrect to that. It's like, oh, what? I never heard that hashtag before. (laughs) It's just funny. You know, they promote the stuff they like. Yeah. But the one that's relevant is hashtag the crisis is the reaction. So if you are familiar with this show and just dialectical theory in general, the idea is you have a a problem or a crisis, a reaction, and then a solution. Or in Hegel's terms, I believe the thesis, the antithesis, and the synthesis. So somebody comes up with something scary, people freak out, and then lo and behold, you get a policy. In this case, the problem is actually the reaction. And, and the solution, I guess, is the reaction, because what's happening is there is a lot of government activity that is creating a real problem, like a depression may be in the offing because they have literally just forced GDP to grind to an absolute halt for what might be two months. I mean, that's trillions of dollars in lost productivity in this country. And all the policy proposals that they're coming up with cannot possibly actually make up for that. It's just lost value and pain will be felt because of that. And I've got a lot to say on that, but I'm going to take a breath and let you react, Binkley. Well, I think it's definitely crippling the country for however long this lasts. And like you've pointed out multiple times last week, it's going to be especially hard on small businesses, which is going to cause everyone just about 
Just about everyone. I even saw an article, I think it was in Foreign Policy, that was talking about how even libertarians are demanding that the government step in and stimulate the economy and do other yeah, government this measures. Is, this is the big problem is, like, speaking of libertarians, very sad that uh, Justin Amash, who used to be awesome, he would Facebook every the constitutional basis for all of his decisions in Congress. So even though he's from, I think, Minnesota... He was a federal legislator, so that's important to us. What they do affects us. That's not like a state thing. And he just stopped doing that and switched from Republican to independent. And over the weekend, he tweeted uh, like seven proposals. The first one was social distancing, and the second one was cash payouts to Americans. And if he is talking about federal policy, and of course that's what you'd think since he's a congressman, those things are not in the Constitution there would be no way for him to justify that. And I personally think that he was a victim of the body snatchers and somebody basically gave him a roofie and took a picture of him with a horse or whatever it he took. He did turn. He did make a, a he pretty He just completely abrupt turn. snapped, yeah. And I remember the day. It was when he supported the idea of impeachment for Trump. That's and I right. was like, that's ridiculous. There's no, he's done. That guy's done. Because it just didn't make sense. And yeah. he always made sense before. Yeah. Well, I noticed that too yesterday. I was wondering if you would see his tweet out. The social distancing thing, it reminds me. There's a coordinated effort by the World Health Organization and others to change the term, to social distance themselves from the term social distancing and to call it physical distancing instead because they do not want to send the message that we are distancing ourselves from our social relationships because we are hashtag alone together. And as Trevor Noah on the Daily Show said, and this is a theme I'm hearing everywhere, distant socially, but connect digitally. So the physical distancing is a playoff on that. We aren't really separated because we are all part of the Borg, and we're all assimilated into this digital network that's being pushed, and they want us to get used to that. I, I agree, and it's actually like an... Uh, it's all kind of rushing towards me that... This is what Andrew Yang and those guys always complain about, like the robotizing of the workforce. And we're going to have to have universal basic income because so many jobs will be eliminated. And I've always claimed always that that actually cannot happen without policy action, because in a free market, labor and capital, the marginal cost of labor and capital interplay with each other. So unless you have a terrible shortage of labor, you would never invest in the not only the R&D, the research and development to figure this stuff out, but the actual machines. You wouldn't even build the machines, even if you knew how to, if there was a surplus of labor, which is what this guy is suggesting. And you can go back, and that's why I so vehemently object to government research. If you look at things like Siri or um, driverless cars, those things never would have emerged in the free market. And I remember back in the day when people said that stuff will never happen because it's so expensive to build that tech Who's going to do that? They don't need to unless they're out of workers. You have a plague or something and there's no workers. And this this is a, a, a virtual plague. It's, it's really, whether there's a bug or not, whether it really kills people extra or not, I've got some stats on that. But finally, it is what Pompeo say, said it was. It's a test. 
It's a test. It's an experiment. It's a drill. Whatever the underlying factor is, this is a crisis that is not going to waste. And they're not only testing what we will do and what we can do, but they are converting a lot of jobs permanently. And I, and I, there is one, I don't want to forget. So you say what you have to say, and then I'll, I'll go back to an example in today's paper. Yeah, they're stress testing a lot of things right now and implementing a lot of things, specifically the 5G network. Testing the infrastructure, how well it holds up, evidence of that out of the mouth of the content chief content officer of AT&T who was on with Brian Stelter this weekend, boasting about how great the network is, how we're at war, and we have better networks than everybody in the world. And speaking of the making things virtual and taking the jobs, in China, they implemented an entire hospital that has only a robot staff. And the robot staff, this is called a smart field hospital. The, they do basic screening tests, the robots do. They take temperatures, they take heart rate and blood and oxygen levels. And the patients will wear smart bracelets so they can track their vitals, while robots will tend to them, bringing them food and water as well as medicine. Some of the robots even put on a little dance to keep the patients entertained. And one thing they were testing is they, they tested and successfully demonstrated that a robot can come in and, and swab the patient's throat can you imagine that a robot doing these coronavirus yeah. tests on you? Yeah, and I think what's happening is they're they're using this opportunity to kind of just level up digitally and make all those replacements. They're getting people on UBI. I think a big thing that they've been trying to get rid of for the longest time, it's just the weirdest thing to me, is waitresses who, you know, real like blue collar work that you can support, a single mom can support the kids with. I saw an article today in the Wall Street Journal, this is what I was talking about earlier, that uh, the loss of jobs on the trading floor was a trend long in the making before coronavirus hit. And I realized that these companies are going to take this opportunity to transform their workforces in a way that would have been politically impossible before. And it makes me think, makes me see in real time what might be a uh, parallel to what I had suspected, if not read about, with when the unions the us used to have the um, most ports in the world like the most active ports in the world and then the unions the stevedore unions the guys who unloaded the ships uh, negotiated themselves out of jobs and the ships not only moved away from the us but the ports that were here just for imports converted to containers so that you could just take a crane and take the whole thing off, maybe put it right on a train, right on a truck, and it eliminated the job completely. And I'd wondered if the job had been eliminated already and if the union bosses tricked the union workers into getting into agreeing to these bank these salaries that was going to bankrupt their companies. You know what I'm saying? So like this is a way for I mean, it's not exactly a parallel, but it's the idea that you take a technological advancement that has wiped out a workforce and it's just politically impossible to replace, to wipe out the workforce without backlash. But here you can do it across industries at once and, uh, and, and implement that UBI, which it gets me to the libertarian thing. Libertarians asking for that. It's very difficult. This is why I say libertarians die by the sword, but they cannot live by it. You can't live by it and still hold your principles because this is not a free society. 
They have literally outlawed commerce. They've outlawed commerce. You cannot make the decision whether you want to take a chance with this, if you want to do your own research, evaluate the risk yourself, take care of your own health so that you're super strong and can withstand the common cold. You absolutely have to take this or they they are threatening to use force against you. So what do you do? Then they're going to give you the money. I just don't know how. It's like we're prisoners. If they, if they arrest you against your will and they offer you food, are you going to say, like, I'm not eating your food because I didn't work? I didn't grow it? I yeah. mean, I, I, this, I, I'm not even giving you an answer. I'm just saying... I don't, it's an impossible. It forces quandary. people into a difficult situation and yeah, they are going to start enforcing do? the thing. Yeah. I've seen multiple headlines, especially out of New Jersey, where the governor has said that he's tired of people not following the social distancing or the, the, um, the shut in law and he's going to start enforcing it. So we're going to start to see potentially resources, police resources shift away from actual criminal activity as we know it it's going to be ignored for the most part yeah the health pre-criminals they're going to be attacking yeah. and it's going to be gov- it's going to be the military too the gov- yeah the feds are deploying the military and states are deploying the national guard and they're uh they're state yeah guards and that's what cuomo wants to do all across the board cuomo did this he does these press conferences every day too usually does them before the Trump press conference. I think today he might have did it after, but he did this like hour long talk on Saturday, I think, or maybe it was Sunday, but where he laid out why we need the Defense Production Act to be implemented right now, which means the feds come in and essentially they force businesses to make products, to make masks, to make gowns, even though a bunch of businesses have agreed to do that anyway. He's saying that if he had that power in New York City, he would implement that right now, and he thinks the president needs to do that. The the funny thing about Cuomo is people are hailing him as like even as being like really presidential because he's yeah. so jackbooted. Right. It's like this is the Democrat hero is the it's the true colors. It's this fascism, this totalitarian fascism. But an idea that had been bubbling up in my mind for the longest time anyway, unrelated to this, but this just makes me realize is that, you know, you think about what is liberty? Is liberty about, you know, sex, drugs and rock and roll? What is it really about where to live? I always felt the greatest liberty was the freedom to have relationships. That if you couldn't quit your job or fire somebody or engage in a business partnership or whatever at your own free will, that's torture. To get up every morning and go to a job you don't like is torture. I mean, it's real. That's slavery. That is slavery. And I recall that there was that that law on the books after World War II in England, which I do believe was suspended where you weren't allowed to quit your job. And I know that some places, I know absolutely that um, a friend of mine who works in a hospital in Massachusetts cannot, uh, is, has been told that, uh, that she may have to show up for work. She may have to accept a specific assignment, not her actual job, maybe required to report for duty in X, Y, or Z capacity. So that is what this guy is being hailed for ushering in. And I will tell you, it's it's bad enough. People are going to be locked up. They're jumping out windows already, which I figure will be the actual bigger mortality issue, will be homicide, suicide from losing everything financially, domestic violence. I mean, it's really, really, that is going to be the problem. And these guys are being hailed, and they act like the Democrat-Republican divide is that both sides are arguing about the government's not being oppressive enough. I don't, I'm not buying that. 
Yeah, Cuomo's definitely showing his true colors. And New York also actually released a sex and coronavirus disease guide, which I will tell you about right after this. After the break? (laughs) Anyone who listens to the show knows that I have an addiction to sports. But with no sports on right now and no games to bet on, I have to get my fix elsewhere, which is why I like to head over to MyBookie.com and check out what kind of other action they're offering. And there is one competition still running, and at MyBookie, you can bet on it. And that's the presidential election, which is something that I love monitoring, how the political betting market is affected by the news. And you can see that effect in action over at MyBookie as President Trump has seen his odds at being reelected fall from 70% to 55% over his handling of the coronavirus. And with MyBookie, for every $140 you bet, you get back 240 when Trump wins a second term. Who says no to that? You can even bet on the next terrorist captured in the MyBookie Donald Trump specials. There are a lot of fun and interesting bets on MyBookie. You can bet on whether or not you think Trump's going to get kicked off Twitter, who the first organization to send someone to Mars will be, and even which movie studio will be the first to produce a coronavirus movie. It's definitely worth checking out. So join now and start winning today. Visit MyBookie.ag, that's MyBookie.ag, and use the promo code BINKLEY, B-I-N-K-L-E-Y, all caps, for a 50% deposit bonus. At MyBookie, you can bet on anything. So New York released a Sex and Corona Disease 2019 COVID-19 guide over the weekend, answering a question on many people's minds right now, but can you have sex while quarantined which is something that I'm sure people are probably doing regardless of what the regulations are going to be. <laughs> well, wasn't it John Updike who said, and excuse my French, you can't trust people not to fuck? That's very wise. It's very yes, wise thought. I think thought. that's true. It has stuck in my mind because it's come up a lot, a lot, a lot of times. I'm just like, hey, yeah, you can't actually trust people not yeah, to do right. that. <laughs> because when you're <laughs> in that moment, happen. you're not going to... You might not be. You might be. I don't have it. I'm not worried about anything. When your spouse comes back from being uh, marooned on a desert island and out of touch for a month with yeah. some gorgeous supermodel, like I'm just telling you, all I have don't to say, ask. yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't sneeze during foreplay is all I have to say. That'll stop it dead in its tracks. Right now, anyway. Some of the recommendation went on to say that have sex with people that are close to you, and then the first, the first <laughs> point head here is. It's kind of hard. <laughs> right, I know. You can't don't have distance sex. I, although virtual sex is nowhere near you. Yeah. It says you are your safest sex partner. Masturbation oh, will not oh, spread. Not. You're going COVID-19. too far. From I'm you, telling you what the official regulations I don't care. Say. I don't want to hear it. It will not spread COVID-19 especially if you wash your hands and any toys with soap and water for at least 20 seconds afterwards. Then it says the next safest partner is someone you live with and it tells you to have Having close contact, including sex with only a small circle of people, helps prevent COVID-19. What the fuck? A small circle of people who are close to you, and then it goes on to say, you should avoid close contact, including sex with anyone outside of your household. So if you're living in a commune with your orgy partners, then only stay in that small circle and don't go outside the house. There's a number of other point members. Yeah. I urge you to check that out because it's just the fact that they're putting something like this out shows that we are in rare times right now. Yes, yes. I I wanted to get back, though, to the one thing about the 5G stuff. 
that people are going to be begging for that. They're going to oh, yeah. be absolutely begging for it because you, if you're on the verge of losing your job, you can't get your teleconference to work, your Zoom, which that stock is going through the roof. Yeah, I'm sure. Your Zoom to work. Then, uh, But there's another theory going around about 5G, which I thought was kind of interesting. I don't know if it's true or what, but... This is what happens. This has happened. I've seen a couple of examples of this with AIDS. My brother had no symptoms whatsoever. He was wanted to get off the IV drugs that he was addicted to. So he went to get an AIDS test to kind of like feel like he had a clean bill of health. They told him he tested positive, which my guess is it was a false positive because that's what happens when you have hepatitis and druggies have hepatitis, which is why they're always going <laughs> to test positive for AIDS. So they gave him AZT, and lo and behold, all the symptoms that are associated with AIDS afflicted him, dropping T-cell count, um, immunity problems, whatever, because AZT is toxic. It's called an iatrogenic uh, disorder, which we've talked about before, when the actual treatment is what makes you sick. It is extremely common, as you know. And the there was another example during the Ebola crisis in, in Africa, which they had people have a hard time getting people to believe it was real. There was a campaign called Ebola is Real. But I've read a, an article or two about people getting arrested the way there were 200 firebugs arrested in Australia during the wildfire outbreak blamed on climate change. There were people arrested for putting formaldehyde in drinking water, and formaldehyde basically makes your organs liquefy, which is what Ebola supposedly did. So... People are saying that 5G causes some of the symptoms that you're hearing, uh, like shortness of breath or headaches, and that perhaps an, uh, a surge in 5G installations could be associated with what people are observing as certain symptoms. I don't know that because I haven't seen any increase in symptoms around anyone I know, but it's a thought. And if they use this as an, a reason to implement 5G, you might actually see some weird dysfunction because they, they do say bad electromagnetic radiation can cause physical problems. And I believe it. Yeah, I believe that it can also. And they're definitely going to be implementing 5G on the back of this. Maybe while it's going on, all the schools are shut down. The businesses shut down. What a perfect time to amp up those infrastructures and solidify them. The chief exactly. content officer of AT&T on Brian Stelter's show talked about how during this testing that things are running well it's the system is holding up and there have been a few kinks and they've expedited the process of fixing those kinks of updating the system of upgrading it this is a test of the matrix of how much it can sustain of our how we're going to be able to operate we are being trained to operate on the 5g matrix right now it's definitely a level up in that regard across the board it's yeah. really just a, a an actual social change for sure that's shaking out all the workers who would, so you would never really get that level up as long as there's any kind of unemployment. People would just keep working. You don't need robot waitresses when you have waitresses. You don't need robot nurses when you have nurses. It will, even if you have the robots, you will never need it because we're human beings. And this is technical. I just ordered Jacques Ellul, who you may remember from propaganda, which you sent me. I just read his book, The Technological Society from the 60s. And this is a function of the technological society. It runs society. Society does not run it. And furthermore, you actually need to adapt human beings to it by giving them like Prozac for the stress, eyeglasses, um, genetic 
CRISPR or whatever, genetic yeah. modifications. Like this is this is happening and it's happening to us. It is not emerging organically, but it is technology deciding how society evolves. Absolutely. Well, it's not evolving. It's just to that point being shaped. This was from a pundit on CNN. They're doing the head-to-head. Everybody's a YouTuber now when you watch the news because everybody's isolated doing the news from home and stuff. They all look like bad YouTubers, which oh is interesting gosh, the way they do so that. that's so interesting. It really is. It's appealing because to a I'll crowd. Because I'll tell yeah. you, that's what the WSB people say. Like, oh, you're cracking the code on podcasting. Like, you know, they're trying let's to, stay yeah. in touch. Right. Like, really? Yeah. Okay. But that's the funny thing is that that they are trying to crack that they code. Are. That's fucking Crazy. So we're celebrities, They're celebrities definitely doing that because you would not have to. You could consider that an essential service. The news, you would not have to shut that down. Right. They're yeah. doing it to model, but they're also doing it to transition so that like my mom watches Fox News. My kids watch YouTube. I've said this before. Gen X is the one who's just like, yeah, I'm not looking at either of that. Now they're going to merge it. Right. And they are they are considering the news an essential function. They're just doing it from home as a model of what everybody right, should be right. doing. And yeah, virtue the, signaling and modeling yeah, exactly. and all of that. This guy said on CNN, he said, the COVID-19 pandemic will change our world forever. Until it is controlled, we will all need to change how we wash our hands, cover our coughs, greet others, and how close we come to others. We will rethink the need for meetings and conferences. We will need broadband for all as a public utility like mail or water. We will need to support the vulnerable even if only because their illness can risk our health. Broadband for all, public utility. I remember last year we said – I said it to you that there was somebody, it was one of those guys. Yes. It was somebody being, you know, like a talking head, whatever on CNN or Fox say had to have been Fox because I don't listen to CNN saying that the three like necessities of life, you know, everybody, we need to really care about the people of the world. We need to make sure everyone has food. Everyone has water. Everyone has internet access. Do you remember me saying that? To I you? do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, this is now making that essential. You cannot turn it down. It's the it's the mark of the beast, babe. You cannot turn it. That's why they're putting it in the rural areas. I did a show on WSBS. Like, why are we – either you're there for a reason or you're not. But there's no – we don't have to subsidize that. It's not a necessity. Maybe it is, but then pay for it. Yeah, yeah. And wow. that's how you get everybody in the rural areas on too. You make them force – themselves to learn how Everyone. to work online and you make everything online you can't leave the house you do that for a few months people eventually have to adapt they got to adjust and all of a sudden you have created a population that is now more familiar with living a digital life it's basically it's basically cyborgery because yeah. you really cannot function without it strangely enough the new star trek and this isn't a spoiler this is just the you read the synopsis I'm not watching it, so. you read the synopsis the picard star trek and picard is in there the original picard the Ugh. one of the the theme involves the borg the borg is a part yeah, of yeah, the central theme thing. of it the new star trek. oh really part of the central theme interesting yeah. he kind of rubs me the wrong way so i didn't i can't watch it but i have to say this i've been so you know what the germ theory is right Germ theory sure. is that germs cause diseases. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a theory. Yeah, I didn't know it was a theory. Not a Isn't fact. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's a theory. So now I'm wondering, I, but I mean, look, my kids got chicken pox vaccines 
and they did not get the chicken pox. But we have friends who were anti-vaxxers. Don't tell anybody. I don't speak to them anymore. Don't worry. Yeah, don't touch them. Just kidding. For anyone who listens, like I envy them now. Their kids all got the chicken pox. So now, of course, they themselves got a little booster so the parents won't get shingles and the kids are never going to get chicken pox for their whole lives. And, uh, but they did get chicken pox. Now, I did not expose my kids to their kids, so I'm not sure if the vaccine actually works or what, but chicken pox appears to be communicable to me. It's a herpes virus. So... I, I mean, I don't, I, it's hard for me to believe that germ theory is not real. However, is not correct, at least to some extent. So, I mean, bacteria, obviously, and antibiotics work and antivirals work for cold sores and stuff. Like, it's very limited. Just herpes. Herpes is the one that I, like, do think is real. It's chicken pox, cold sores, stuff like that. But if you really are keeping people apart, perhaps this will blow up the germ theory. Because how is, like in my house, there people aren't really going anywhere. Everybody's working from home. So there are no outside germs coming in. And if it happens for weeks, I mean, let's see what Kemp says at 5 o'clock. I mean, we could be in lockdown too. How's it going in your home, like with touching, passing germs? Are you hugging your kids? Are you keeping them at a distance? Oh, everyone is so happy that I'm not freaking out. Like, they think I'm crazy. Like, generally, like, my kids are teenagers. So they're just like, oh, you're such a conspiracy theorist. And then I'm like, I actually, like, and the, the, but the real conspiracy out there now is that it's like bio warfare and all that kind of stuff, which I completely don't buy. But a lot of people's parents are kind of freaking out, you know, like free. And I'm like letting kids you know, come over and, you know, I'm the only one who's like, sure, whatever. I don't care. You know, like, come on in, go in the back door so nobody talks. Yeah. So my kids are very happy with that because they don't believe it either because they're not sick. Nobody they know is sick and they're bored and it's just so. Well, I they did do, do say, my, they yeah, do say kids very... are the problem. They say the spring breakers, they now went home and they have tested positive a bunch of spring breakers so who knows how many of them have it and who knows how many the, of them are going to spread it to their families and the prisoners too yeah so they're taking people who have been in one community and they're just blowing up those communities so that they're dispersing them i mean for all the lockdowns and all these places that are emerging around the country the Keeping people from going home on spring break or from leaving prisons where it's been incubating for months, I mean, that is at least a, like a more sensible kind of approach to this. Like it just doesn't, it, it, at least that would make sense. This Everybody locks down and then reinsert people from other communities into your hermetically sealed environment is just absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And it gives them a reason to keep that curve going straight up like they're talking about. To prevent the line from flattening. Well, I have some stats that will be very reassuring to you. I've tweeted them if people want to go look at my Twitter feed, but we can talk about it in the bonus segment coming up. That's right, and we will. And you guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or on your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. And if you want more Drive Time News Blast, make sure and become a Propaganda Report Patreon, where for $5 a month, you can get an extra 15 minutes of the Drive Time News Blast a day, commercial-free, and other offers that we will be putting up soon. To become a member, go to patreon.com backslash propaganda report or click on the Patreon button in the show notes. If you're already a Patreon, stay tuned for more Drive Time News Blast. We will talk to you all tomorrow.